Praise the Lord, everyone. Good to see you in midweek Bible study tonight. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to say it's good to have Nayara, Queen, and Jayla here tonight, students of Brother McGee's, and we're so glad they made it to church tonight. And uh, to all the men that joined us on our Joshua 24:15 Zoom prayer call, uh, we had a great time with you, and we appreciate you uh, being with us in prayer. We had about 22 men on there total throughout the night, and uh, it felt good to be connected to my brothers in the Lord, and we look forward to doing it again next week as well. Sister Janice Morris and the Lord's Closet is going to open, and I, I understand I got the the dates wrong on Sunday is going to open on Sunday October the 11th and it's going to go through the 18th and uh, there's no donations accepted after Saturday October the 10th so they're accepting clothing donations from now until the 10th and then after that uh, we'll begin uh, the Lord's closet being open after services if you don't know what that is that's uh, basically we turn our gymnasium into a store but everything is free, all the clothes, everything in it's free, and it's good quality, nice stuff. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. If you have anything you'd like to donate between now and then, please do so, because they're already starting to work to get it together and make it nice for people. So we appreciate that. Also, in, in our prayer requests, we want to pray uh, specifically for Sophie Gudiel. That the Lord would touch her. How many are praying daily that the Lord would touch Sophie Gudiel and, and that she would continue to recover? If you have a need tonight, just, just let it be known by raising your hand. All these needs represented here. And we're going to pray over those. Uh, stand with me. I'm going to pray. And also I'm going to allow you to march to give of your tithes and your offerings. We have a basket at, at each corner of the altar area here. We're going to march and give unto the Lord of our tithes and offerings. Remember, you can always give uh, through the website. If you'd rather not give in person, you can give at aptabubc.com forward slash give, or you can text give to 678-846-6522. And I save that number in my phone, and then I can give that way anytime I'd like to, and it's fast and easy. We're going to pray over all of these needs, and we're going to pray over the offering, and then I'm going to let you march and give. Could we pray? Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd bless this service, God. I pray that you'd move on Sophie Gudiel right now. Touch her body. Bring healing into her home, I pray. Every unspoken request represented here tonight, I pray that you would touch and move, save, deliver, and heal, I pray. And bless this offering, Lord. Use it for your glory. And I pray you would bless those that are being faithful to you, God, abundantly, above all they can ask or think. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you march and give unto the Lord.
grip him right now from the front of the bag. Amen. As you march, just wave at somebody. Tell them it's good to see you in the house of God tonight. We're glad that you're in the house of God with us tonight. Could we just lift our hands and thank the Lord for his goodness to us tonight? Could we do that right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the good spirit of the Lord that's in the house. And for each one that's here, 
for your blessing upon your word and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Now, we welcome you to a study tonight of the undeniable signs of the Lord's return. And uh, we're going to conclude this. We're going to conclude with 10 undeniable signs. And I'd like you to consider them and keep them in your heart. And if you're not convinced in your own mind, let these 10 signs uh, inform your mind and your heart. So I believe as, as the minister that the Lord is coming soon and that we are living in the end times. Many look at the pandemic and the wonder. They are troubled in mind and they say, is, this, is it possible that this is something the Bible was talking about? I don't think there's any, any in my mind, there's no doubt about it. The, the day in which we live, the times all about us, a global pandemic. So, yes, these are warning. Everybody say warning. These are warning signs. So I'm only going to um, I'm only going to look at uh, 10 and then we're going to wrap it up. That's it. We're moving on because next week, because I'm taking the Bible studies for a few weeks here. So next week we're going to begin or we're going to cover, I guess, in one big swoop, uh, holiness and the question of long and short hair. So we're going to be talking about holiness and the issue of hair, the long and short of it. But if you'll read with me in Matthew 24, this will be our, uh, our opening scripture. Now we're going to look at a, a number of scriptures and parts of scriptures. But I want you to think of it this way. We're looking at 10 undeniable signs of prophecy that the Bible has given us. And then we're going to just conclude with that. So I need you to help me. How many will pray that God will talk to somebody's heart? Sometimes we have as many as a thousand people watching in the Bible study on, on our live stream. We need to pray that God will speak to hearts. If not, if not the ones listening, someone else is going to be impacted by the word of the Lord. So I make no apology for teaching. Uh, startling truths that make us uncomfortable if just one soul is convinced to turn to God before it's too late. I'm, I'm, I'm unapologetic that it is time for us to seek the Lord. So let's read, if you would, Matthew 24 and 3. And you have your, your Bibles open there. It will also be on the screen. And he's, this is Jesus, uh, the Apostle Matthew says, As Jesus sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? All the things he had just mentioned. And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. Could you put your Bibles down and let's let's just lift our hands and thank the Lord for his word and let's ask God to move in a special way. Father, right now, I pray for anointing and blessing on every life, every heart. I pray that we will that we will open our minds, Lord, and 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 consider, Lord, the things that are critical to our future and to our destiny and our souls. And we thank you for it in Jesus name and we give you praise. 
Amen. Everybody said, praise the Lord. All right, you can be seated. Thank you. Thank you for standing. Now, sign number one is this, a sign of Israel. We're going to review this real quick. So there are four signs that are critical and are undeniable signs from God. So Israel, you see the map here, Israel was driven out of the land that they were given through Abraham thousands of years ago. Think of that, thousands of years. But in the end time, God promises to bring them back into the land. And nobody doubts now that Israel is back in the land. And it is an amazing, I will bring thee back. And so that's what he wants to do for you. God wants to bring you back from the precipice of doubt and failure to faith and hope. He, how many knows that you can, you, God can bring you back? <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody remember that old song, Take Me Back to the Place? God can do it, and that's what he wants to do. And if you're listening to me tonight, God can bring you back from the brink and draw you into his presence. Like the dry bones the preacher preached about a couple. I loved that message the other night, the other day when he preached on the, the Israel the, and the dry bones of Israel. So this is not the time for waiting or holding back or playing games. It's the time for urgency. This is a time when you need to really consider what if the Lord is coming and what if I need to prepare. Remember one name. I'm going to mention one name. Remember this one name and that name is... Noah. Noah. Number two, let's look at the second sign. And they're going to follow me. Hopefully we'll be able to, to move on. Now consider three corollary prophecies to Israel's restoration. Israel is there. It's a nation. Everywhere we turn, I'm going to look at three different uh uh, I put these together in the last couple of days so we could look at them and not just talk about it. All right, so sign number two, uh, though Israel is surrounded by enemies that uh, by any normal uh, circumstance would, would destroy them, God has promised protection to Israel, and Israel has divine protection. All this was predicted by the hand of God. God has ordained her allies, such as America, who defend her. So the Lord has, has made it so the greatest nation in the world. If anyone, for example, crosses America, let's say someone says, well, I'll just bomb uh, Atlanta. Let me tell you what, you know what would happen to a nation? That even basically, we, we're living in a country that has the strength and the power to protect its allies. And Israel is our number one ally in the entire world. That has not waned very much through the last hundred years. And ever since Israel has become a nation in 1947, uh, it has been uh, increasingly interesting to watch how Americans have defended Israel. All this was by divine appointment. God intended, now folks, you can say it's coincidence, but I don't think I would base my future and my eternity on a coincidence. God ordained that Israel would be protected and, and those that bless her would be blessed. So anyone who would attack Israel will face the wrath of her allies, not just God. Of course, God will defend her. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost here? I, I feel the Holy Ghost here. So they're going to face the wrath of her allies, even the might of the U.S. So Israel's 10 million, that's what this map is, 
is Israel's 10 million is basically a dot in a huge map of 400 million million Muslim enemies who are sworn to defeat her and are opposed to her even being in the land. They have opposed her existence because they have their own reasons for believing they own the land. And yet they are not able to get rid of her because God has ordained it. And so it is, you can put your trust in God. God will keep you and God is always right. Does anybody believe that here tonight? God is always right. Praise God. Now let's go to number three, sign number three. You have to shake yourself and ask, why is a tiny nation so reviled the center of world events? Why is it that because of divine providence, Israel is about to play her grandest role ever. I know this because of the Bible. Now some people, well, I'm not sure if I believe the Bible. Here's something I want you to think about. People will say, I believe the world's coming to an end because of what we sometimes call, well, I, I guess they're now calling it climate change. All right, and, and I've read several books about it, that the, what's going to happen. I, not, I'm, not here to, I'm not here to explain climate change, but I know many, many, many people that say, the world's coming to an end because of climate change. <laughs> okay? And I said, whoa, that's terrible. Uh, and, and so in other words, you believe that because the cars emit gases in the air, and then it's going to cause the climate to change, and if it changes too much, it will cause the oceans to rise, and it's going to flood the whole world. Well, that's a horrible thing. I said, what amazes me, though, is that people will believe a scientific theory and worry that they're going to be annihilated and whenever it's going to be. And yet God can speak and they don't listen to a single syllable. The Bible has told us clearly that he is going to bring Israel back in the, in the unfolding events of the end times. Israel is the centerpiece. Israel is to finally embrace Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Israel is going to know her Messiah. And Israel was destined to know her Messiah. Praise God. That day is coming. It is all about God bringing Israel to that place. Now this offends some Christians. I just love to do this because I love these Christians. Well, that means that, means that I, you know, and they feel insulted that they're not the, in the center of everything God is doing. Of course you're in the center of everything God is doing. You just have a different destiny. A nation has a destiny. God ordained it and you have a destiny. Your destiny is heaven forever and ever and ever. They're going to embrace the Lord that you love. Put your hands together and thank God, Lord, for every soul, every life. Now it's time for us to quit namby-pambying. You cannot be saved by believing in some statue or worshiping some little idol. You cannot be saved except through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. The true Messiah, who they called Emmanuel. Can you say that word with me? Emmanuel. You well. Praise God. We have people in this church that's named Emmanuel. What a lofty name. Hallelujah. Emmanuel. And what does that mean? That means what? God is with us. Glory to God. Does anybody feel like God is with us here tonight? God is with us. Just think of it. Here we are just 
just uh, people. And yet God is right here with us right now. And God is good. Has, it, has God been good to anybody here tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. So if you, don't, if you don't get serious about getting a hold of God, you will soon be left in the dust of prophecy. It is time to get serious about getting a hold of God. Much like the rushing tributaries of the St. Lawrence River in Canada. Well, all over that part of Canada. Which pours finally into the great falls known as Niagara. Niagara is an Iroquois Indian name. That means thunder of waters. And if you've ever been there, that's exactly what it is. But every time I think of it, it reminds me of the thundering of prophecy. Prophecy is loud. It is thundering. And it is all coming together. It is all racing together until there is no turning back. It comes to the precipice of Niagara. <laughs> and then it... And I have never understood these people that want... I don't even, I don't even want to stand on the concrete embankment and look at it. Not very close. But these guys that say, I'm going to get a mattress and roll over the falls in a mattress? They need help. They need a doctor and a very thick mattress. So we need to... We need to realize that here, just as the great tributaries all form together, so it is tonight that we can know that the events all about us are pouring over the precipice of fulfillment. Things are happening. Listen to me. Things are happening before our very eyes. And yet people, listen, listen. People are saying, ho, Hum. That's what they're saying. I want to need to rent another movie. I need one more thrill. They are no, their soul is no more connected to divine wisdom than, well, I don't know why I say this. I guess it's okay to say it. <laughs> if, it's, if, you don't, if I offend you by saying this, please don't feel bad at me. That's no, that they're no more, have no more divine wisdom than Humpty Dumpty. Now, if Humpty Dumpty is your relative, I, I don't mean to insult you. But let me tell you right now, we are living in a day when it's time to turn our hearts toward God. It's time to lift our voices, quit playing, playing church. Hey, folks, there, this is not a time to be playing church. It's pouring over the precipice of fulfillment. If you wait till they begin to reach that brink, it's all, it's all too late. Remember 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, uh, the scripture that says, Now is the day of salvation. Usually I think it says today is the day, because that's how I think of it. But the, the, the actual text does not say today. It says now is the day. 
is the day of salvation. Could you pray with me right now for someone that's on the brink of turning their hearts to the Lord? Father, I pray that you will help us to know that now is the appointed time. It, is, it isn't some game we're playing. It's not some uh, theological something. We really are getting ready to leave this world. We're getting ready. Paul reminded us now is the day of salvation. And you can do something about it. Or you can continue to do nothing about it as the day approaches. The choice is yours. Sign number four. One last Israel event etched in prophecy. And let's look at what it is. And we're going to look at this. Uh, the president, just like President Obama, they worked much of their presidency trying to bring what? To the Middle East. Peace to the Middle East. This is one of the great, if not the greatest sign of the end time. That Israel is in constant turmoil of losing her peace. Hallelujah. Did anybody remember the old song we used to sing it? Peace, peace. Wonderful peace. Oh, I love that song. Coming down from the Father above. Hallelujah. You know, peace is important. It's important to Israel and it is important to your life to have peace with God. Peace, the Bible tells us, will be connected to Israel through treaties with world leaders in the end time. Israel will be in such turmoil. Now, what has brought this about, of course, has been the, the millions of enemies that surround Israel. And they, they feel they have a right to her land. They believe they have the promises of Israel for themselves. In other words, they have a claim upon the land so that Israel is caught between two things. I want to tell you, my friend, you will never outsmart God. God knows exactly what he's doing. Hallelujah. Praise God. When I first came in the church, my mind is, oh, Jesus. Let's, let's love him one more time. Thank you, Jesus, because you know exactly what you're doing. And we praise you for it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know what it is, but sometimes when I, I I'm just feeling the, the Lord, things I heard or songs we sang when I was just coming into the church, they'll come rushing through my mind. I'll see grandma over there uh, by the piano. My grandpa played piano and uh, my grandpa Butler, my mom's dad was so precious and <laughs> <laughs> and I'd watch him play that piano and sing songs. Some, some of them, I don't even know where those songs came from. But I'd listen to them, and they, they would sing with such exhilaration. And, and Grandpa then was way up in years. He was already white-headed when I got the Holy Ghost. And I was just learning about the things of God. Friend, don't ever lose your joy and the, and the thrill of the Spirit of God in your life. Praise God. I want to tell you what some people are doing. They are more impacted by television than they are by the Bible. 
People that claim they love God and they're, they're superheroes for Jesus. They are more impact. They would buy something off of a television commercial before they would obey something the preacher said. They would say, well, we got to, you know, we got to check the facts there. You know, the preacher, he's a really, he's really excitable. And then they're selling some whatchamacallit on channel three. And man, they're like, hey, hey, is this the, is this the whatchamacallit number? Sister French and I worked for the whatchamacallit number. She's, she's, she's out working for Jesus right now. But when we first went to start a church in Chicago, I couldn't get a job. And they said, well, would, I went to this place. They said, well, we'll hire you today. And we were like, I mean, we were literally, we, we had no children. We had no uh, hope whatsoever. Uh, uh, we found out that uh, Ryan was on the way. And, and I said, Lord, you've got to help us get us a job somewhere. And they said, well, what, what is this job? We didn't even have a television. And they said, well, this is a, a center for the 800 numbers. I said, oh, really? And they said, well, what, what do you, well, if, they, if you need a cucumber slicer and it comes on television, then it says, call this number right now. And then they start calling and you get a run. And there were this room full of people and we were table 22 and 23. And Sister French was, I can talk about it because she's left the room. Uh, she was great with child. And, 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 the, and the phones would start ringing, bling, 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 bling. And, and, and sometimes it wouldn't get to us, and we'd be really disappointed. Because we'd, well, I'd rather answer the phone than sit there. And so and, and you didn't get paid by the call, but you got you know, paid by the hour. And, and so they, they summoned, uh, one, one night it was the, the Christmas jingle uh, box or whatever it was. And so we, uh, we, I'm calling about the jingle box. And, and uh and so the phones would ring and it'd get around all the way to us. And, and we'd say, okay, what's your number? Give me your visa number. And, and down you go. We did that for about three months and it saved us from starvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't feel bad because it was advertised on television because a lot of people need jingle boxes. And I, I, I didn't feel too bad about that. But uh, it's amazing to me that people that ought to know that their Lord is coming, are living as though they have a million years. It just stuns me. But I know this, America is in trouble because it has, as one prophet said, settled upon her lees, which means like when you put something in the water and it goes to the bottom of the glass, that's what settling on your lees means. So the Antichrist is going to... Uh, see to it that Israel is kept in the, uh, the grip of fear. And just the name, have you ever thought about the name Antichrist? What a horrible name that is. The Antichrist. What a name. It's not a good name title and it's even a worse person. Whenever you think Antichrist, think Hitler. So here we are. Now, Daniel 9 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice in the oblation to cease. And so what the Antichrist does, so, you know, President Trump, if you, uh, you, you may get a Nobel Prize for all of this, but in the end, in the end, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I think uh, Obama and, and who was the one before him? Uh, 
whoever they were. Uh, Bush. Was that right? Bush. All right. So it is. They can, they can seek peace. They should seek peace. I'm, I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm telling you that in the end, God has ordained that Israel's peace is going to be a very tr- troublesome thing. And we are seeing it everywhere we turn. Every time we turn around, Israel is in the news again. So the Antichrist, like all sin-controlled souls, will make the fatal mistake of believing Satan's lies. You see, the Antichrist, you know how many people there are that are on the world stage and they are no different than you or me. Somebody, these, some of these folks are making billions of dollars so they got a golden voice and then their, their lives are falling apart and they wake up one day and they have nothing to live for and they jump off of some building. You know that right now how many movie stars in America because of COVID, they're unable to fulfill contracts. There is a, an absolute plague upon Hollywood, right? Right now, And I want to tell you something, my friend. God knows exactly what's going on in this world. But Antichrist believes that he will be able to be everything Satan says he will be. And of course, that's uh, crazy. He'll go after Israel and this will wake Israel up. Just as the Bible said, and it's happening right now. Can you say praise the Lord? So, friend, why not look around and see just how much of the Bible is coming to pass all around you? Now, we're coming to some, we're coming into kind of the long stretch. So, everybody say, praise the Lord. I, if you need to, I'd, I'd say chew gum, but that's probably not a good idea. Uh, and, and never put it under the seat, please. Uh, and so, uh, so, we're coming to the stretch. And we're looking at sign number five. The spirit of Satan is on the move. I don't know if any of you are, are fans of the Christian, the British Christian writer C.S. Lewis. He wrote children's books called uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. But anyway, he, he was famous. His famous lion was Aslan. And the, in, in the Chronicles, the famous line was, that Aslan is on the move. I always loved that. Because whenever the lion was on the move, the snow would melt and, and, and things would start changing. This is, of course, just a, basically a fairy tale about a Christian story. But, but the truth of the matter is Satan is on the move. And he is on the move in the hearts of people who are yielding themselves to the spirit of Satan. And that is happening all over our world. There are people who right now are completely consumed. The Bible calls it possession. Demon possession. Is anybody filled with the Holy Ghost here right now? Then you know, you ought to know that someone can be possessed by a spirit. So we're using here a, a, a important C.S. Lewis lingo here. And it's. It is dominant in the Antichrist, the spirit of Satan. So please don't be left behind, my friend, when Jesus comes. The old song says, uh, left behind. Anybody remember that song? Left behind forever and ever. 
with no hope for eternity. One thing I like about some of the old songs is you can understand them. And so it is. The man of sin will lead the world into a doomed catastrophe. The Antichrist. Our generation believes in future catastrophe, like I said a moment ago. Just not in what the Bible says. They, I've never, I've been curious. One reason I've been kind of looking into the, the whole idea of the world being destroyed because of climate change. And, and, and it's amazing to me that people are, and I've often said, well, there's an open door right there. For, for example, you could say, well, what if the Lord is using that? I mean, I, I don't personally believe that the science is behind the notion. But even if it were, then I would just say, okay, there's you can see right there. The world is in trouble, folks. They say, the world is in trouble. And it's not because of the climate. It's in trouble because of sin. Not because of cars. It's because of sin. They trust man rather than God. So don't be fooled. Find a Bible. Turn to God in repentance and cry out to God while there is time. The spirit of Antichrist already fills arrogant hearts of nations. And that is not good. Tyranny is essential to the end time and it is on its way. And so it is. the time to trust the creator so let's bow our heads one more time we're good we're almost finished here we're going to keep moving quickly let's pray right now father i pray that conviction will touch our our city and that hearts that have not been opened before will suddenly find their souls crying out to god we pray and we give you praise for it in jesus name number six everybody say praise the lord here we go Undeniable sign number six is the spiritual falling away from righteousness in our lost world. It's more obvious than the nose on your face. The, the way people are falling from righteousness is as obvious as the nose on your face. Someone said, well, I don't believe it matters if you go to movies and, and if you curse and smoke cigars. Okay, you can argue all day long about what you think or this one thinks, but I want to tell you, my friend, there is no doubt this world is declining in its spiritual awareness. It's obvious, and her blindness deceives her. Now, this is not meant to be an insult to people with actual blindness. We're talking here about a comparison between physical and real blindness and spiritual, something that is not physical. Her blindness deceives her. This world is deceived because they are blind. This is the Antichrist's greatest gift for implement, implementing world tyranny. It, that is to have spiritual blindness where people do not know what they're getting into. Moral collapse and spiritual ignorance. Oh, the human heart. So remember, just like it was in the days of who? Noah. Now, it's interesting to me in the midst of this moral collapse that the most recent Supreme Court nominee, whose name is Amy Coney Barrett, who is from, uh, uh, where is Notre Dame? Uh, South Bend, that's South Bend. 
she is a Bible-believing Catholic. And she speaks in tongues. She calls herself a tongue-talking Catholic. So, that means somebody somewhere in a world of spiritual decline is crying out to God and is, is being considered for the highest court in the land and she's a tongue talker. I want to tell you, my friend, God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly who you are. Praise God. Number seven. Three more signs center around the Antichrist. So I'm rushing to the end here. Beginning with the European Union and the seat of this uh, power of, of the Antichrist. So, no, it will not be the U.S., Russia, or China that will be the center of the government of the Antichrist. The Antichrist will not be seated in the United States. Someone said, well, I don't think so. I think he's going to be right there. Okay, good. Uh, I, I'm going to go back then to my point. I do not believe the Antichrist will be here in the United States. He will be based in Europe. It will not be Russia. It will not be China. Because if I had time, I don't have time tonight. I was going to finish out 12 of these and, and show how China is right on time. Does anybody know God's right on time? God's right on time. He's right on time. He's right on time. So, won't be Russia. It's not going to be the center of things. Russia's, Russia's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get to Russia in a second. It will be Europe. Or in Daniel's prophecy, the legs of the great image. The iron and clay, which means it's unstable. Yes, it's going to make a lot of money. By the way, America is unstable. Yeah. Yeah, America is unstable. From one day to the next. It's amazing to me how people think they can play games with world powers and there's nothing to it. But I'm going to tell you, God's getting ready to pull the shade. All this power mongering, he's just going to pull the shade. So what a terrible future to know that sin will bring God's wrath upon the world and you're not ready for it. Let me point out the prophetic significance of, of the of the Daniel image that I've got a picture of for I, I you know I just found one and used I like that one that this image has four parts corresponding to four kingdoms the head is Babylon then it, the media Persia and so on then Greece and then Rome and that's it are you with me so is everybody with me if anybody awake anybody need some coffee all right <laughs> I'm just hoping thinking about it will help you. All right, so, so you've got Babylon, they're gone. And then Media Persia, they're gone. And then Greece, and they're gone. And then Rome, and they're gone. But God said, that's it. I'm going to bring Rome back. Right there. Rome is coming back. And when it does, the man of sin is going to set up his government right there in Europe. Some people call it the revived Roman Empire, which is exactly what it is. But Rome or Europe ends it. Someone said, well, it's going to go on for no, 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 my friend. Rome is it. Europe is it. 
When God is done, he's done. He's going to get rid of all this killing and, and, and violence and evil and hatred and, and racism. He is going to resurrect the hearts of people and draw them into heaven and his glories forevermore. There will never be another another kingdom to rise up. So here's, here's the good news. Of course, the church is going to be raptured out of it. The good news is the Antichrist kingdom is it. So he's out there. If, you hear, if you're listening to me, I want you to know we know you're it. You're the final. You're the final one. So don't expect, expect Russian or Muslim or Chinese dominance. It's all going to end with the Antichrist. So all of this is, is Daniel chapter 2. Let's go to number 7. Here we go. We're almost there. Sign number 8. Everybody say praise the Lord. Put your hands together and thank God. If you, if you move just a little, here's the thing. If you move, you have to move like, here, let's practice a little. Move, just move a little. See, just move a little. That helps you. That, that way you won't drift into the, we're almost done, but, but we need, the, the Holy Ghost wants us to consider this final thing here, sign number eight. You'll notice that the vision, for example, in this picture, I think it's there. Yeah, there it is. This is another picture I've borrowed from someone else. There are many, but this, this one is so horrific, I, I decided to use it. And this is a Daniel 7's way of showing you how awful it's going to be. In other words, the one in the middle, I'm not going to point to it, but you can tell the difference between the bear and the winged lion and the four-headed leopard. You can tell if I were describing that image, I would say that looks like someone used a uh, what is that dinosaur called? Not try. Uh, what's that dinosaur called that stands up his little bitty arms? Tyrannosaurus. That's the one I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I would say someone's thinking of a Tyrannosaurus and they altered it just a bit. But he has the tin horns. Now look at if you would. So do you see that terrible beast there with all the horns? That's Europe. It had ten horns. Look, 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 look. Look at Daniel 7. Look at, find it up there. There's three or four scriptures. The one at the very top. It had ten horns. And then it says a little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up. So what we're given here is God is going to show how the Antichrist is going to come into Rome, come into Europe, and he's going to become so. I suspect it will be a pandemic or a nuclear problem, and the Antichrist will say, listen, I've got it all worked out. We're, the, the, the climate is about to destroy us all. We're going to have to take over the world. That's exactly what he'll do. We may not use those things. I'm just saying that's, that's a perfectly good possibility. He'll walk in and then he will say to these nations that aren't doing what he wants them to do, he will destroy those nations. And he will take over. Now we, of course, I will come back to that. I'm almost done. We'll come back to that. So, so it is. So there was, whom there were three of the first horns plucked up. More than two dozen nations abolished their borders and turned their sovereignty over to Brussels in the EU in 2004. That's only been 16 years ago. So what they said was, now it's, it's falling apart right now. Is everybody listening to me? Everybody listening to me? Come on, wave, kind of move. We got to move a little bit. All right. So they, they turned their borders over, but, but it didn't work for them because you cannot erase borders without an answer for that. 
And I suspect that what the Antichrist will do is he will say, listen, I have the answer for that. And here's what we're going to do. And he'll he'll come up with a solution. For example, in the past few years, what's destroying the EU is, well, first of all, Brexit. The English said, we're out of here. We're not, we're not, they wouldn't even let the English decide what kind of hair blowers they could use. I studied there for six years, my, my friends. I want to tell you, they would not allow you to buy a particular kind of hair blower. Because it had to have a certain prong on it, and it had to be approved by Brussels. And the British said, we're getting sick of it. And Brexit means they exited the EU. Now, many in England don't like that, especially the rich and famous. And the Hollywood stars, they're all telling everybody, oh, we need, to be, we need to be globalists and so on. So I'm not trying to tell you that this is an easy thing. In fact, it's not an easy thing. I suspect the Antichrist will rise up in the midst of all of this turmoil. Because, for example, are you listening to me? Italy is also talking about, uh, about exiting the EU. So is Poland. So is Hungary. These are very conservative nations. And, they are, and if you can't, Italy, folks, you understand what it would mean if Italy pulled out of the, of the EU? So what it might mean is that the EU is not the final uh, answer to what's going to go on. But in the middle of all this chaos, I want to tell you, my friend, if I were you, I'd get in an altar and I'd get a hold of God. I would seek the face of God. If you've got tears running down your face, don't be ashamed. Let the tears flow. So they were even, uh, they even decided to start their own currency. They called it the euro. And I, of course, I had, uh, you didn't have British money. You had the euro. And so now, now they don't because the, the euro uh, in, in England is a problem because they've pulled out of the EU. So they, can't, they can use the euro, but they can't use it as their own currency, whereas all the other 24 nations can. There were 25. Now they've lost England. So they, they started their own currency, which is very, very close to what Revelation 13 tells us, that they, they will, there will be one currency. Of course, that's just 24 nations. You understand what I'm saying? I'm using it as an example of how these things are coming. So England uh, and Brexit have uh, caused the globalists to lose a little bit of sleep. And uh, I suspect the Antichrist has been biting his fingernails quite a bit. And he's, uh, he's not sure, and the devil's telling him, don't worry, it's all under control. That's what's going on right now. The pandemic, of course, is perfect for tyrannical antichrist. It's, it's exactly made to order for antichrist and globalists. How long can the U.S. resist this grip of total uh, tyranny? I don't know how long. I know one thing. I'm getting ready to leave this world. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl. Is that, are those the words, Sister French? Those are the words. Sister French said, those are the words. I hardly ever forget the words. You'd better pray that you're in the rapture. Because nothing in the Antichrist world will be sacred. Number nine, and we're almost there. Number nine, sign number nine. Everybody say nine. It will be so all-controlling that the Antichrist or the beast of Revelation 13, all right, will realize they can control you through one thing. Now, they already know it. I'm not trying to be uh, uh, silly, but I, I, what I'm trying to tell you is that they've never yet fully grasped how they could control people. 
if they had control of your money. Now, banks are not allowed to. Governments can, but no socialist government has ever been able. Russia, gone. No, no, no Stalin, gone. They couldn't do it. They tried it. They, they killed millions of people. 140 million people have died under socialist control because what they try to do is tell you you can't do this and you can't do that and it doesn't work. So what they're trying to do now is find another way and the answer, my friend, is the mark of the beast. Every person will receive a mark or a number. Let's read it. And that no man might buy or sell. Let's read it out loud. Come on, help me. We're almost done. That no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number I want to tell you, I think we should pray right now. Lord, I pray right now that you will help us to get a hold of your spirit and, and your will and your purpose in our lives. Someone right now, Lord, someone is struggling. They don't know what to do. They're, they're, they're lost without answers. And I pray that you will help them right now. Help them right now. So they will control you through, your, through money. No surrender to them. No obedience to their statistic will. No food. No mortgage. No car. No medication. No wealth. Unless you submit to the state and take their mark. We are so close to this. It's not, it's not even worth talking about. How could the Bible have predicted perfectly the computer and the numbering and the tracking of a banking world 2,000 years ago. Because Jesus never fails. God is never wrong. Hallelujah. Revelation 13. And the taking of the official mark. For example, see, our world doesn't think anything about associating a mark. Look at that picture. Now that's just a picture. But nobody's... Uh, I remember when I first saw this. This marking, which they called, I hated it because they, at the time they called it the UPC code. And I said, oh no, that's all we need. But anyway, so <clears throat> this marking, computers could read the markings and the mark was correlated to numbers. And the first reason this was startling was every single thing. Don't you find it interesting that if you buy a, uh, Sister French buys Bobby pins. I, when I retire, I'm going to sell bobby pins. I'm going to, I'm going to become independently wealthy. Because, and with Sister Finch, like her hair, she has to have different sizes of bobby pins. Some are lethal. And, and they're everywhere. I find bobby pins here and there. And then she wraps them in little uh, things. I don't know what that is she wraps them in. And, and then she has so many that she needs for a particular do. That do there uh, is kind of average. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, then she, tonight she'll wrap those. And, and then if she can't find them, then I'll find them. And, and, and they'll be here and there. And then she'll, where, where are my bobby pins? Or, oh, I got to have a bobby pin. I never throw a bobby pin away. Because if you do, no, you know what I'm saying. 
But everyone, she'll get those bobby pins, and they come in different things. Sometimes they'll come. Everything you buy. The, uh, when I had uh, pneumonia, they said, you have to buy quercetin. Uh, I said, I'm not taking quercetin. They said, oh, yes, Reverend, you're taking quercetin. I said, no, I won't take quercetin. I didn't actually say that. I'm kidding. Uh, I did fuss a little bit, but they wanted me to take D3... Is this true, Sister French? Zinc. I told them I have all kinds of zinc. And they said, no, no, no. You have to take zinc, the actual zinc, because that's going to save you. It's going to save your life. And, uh, and so I had to take quercetin. And then uh, what was that other unnameable thing? Uh, uh, anyway, I had to take every one of them. D3 has its own code. D1 has, I mean, I don't know if how many Ds there are. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, this is what I was trying to think of. I feel the Lord. My orange pill. I had to begin taking my orange pill, which is called, are you ready? <laughs> this is the short name. I can't remember the long name. Q10. It's my orange. It's a little tiny thing about that big. But if I don't take it, I'm guaranteed a short life. So I have my little orange pill. Now I'm only taking one bottle of it. But on the side of the bottle is a little mark. And it tells them exactly what that is. And if 150 people make Q10, which they probably do, they all have their own mark and their own number. Who would have, only the Bible could have shown that the entire, if you want to buy this tie right here, <laughs> you got your mask on, I'm just kidding. Okay, so, so you want this tie right here, then you better have some money. I mean, no, I'm sorry. You, this tie right here, Brother Brock's got on. Then it's going to have a little, they have a little thing. This is Italian? Oh, Yeah. Are you putting that in the Lord's chat? No, I'm just kidding. So uh, it'll have a little tag on it. And on that tag, even if, they, even if they just stick it onto it, it's got its own number. You can't buy anything. There is no such. Now, if you go to the market and you buy an apple, and I want to tell you, I went to the market recently, and they stuck it on the apple. Here you go. You want one apple? Okay, here's your number for that. And it was a mark, little mark. And, and almost any gun or anything, we could do it right here if we, you know, if we wanted to. You just print out the number and it, and it, uh, it marks it. What, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you how could the Bible, how could the Bible have gotten this right? I'll tell you how. Because it's all right. God has gotten every bit of it correct from the beginning. Could you lift your hands and say, Lord, help us. Help us to get a world ready. Because you said you're coming and you know that this world is in need of your touch. And we thank you, Jesus. So, the mystery of sixes. The baffling prediction of, of, uh, of uh, calloused bureaucrats. So, the mystery of this number, I've not even begun to tell. But don't let it seem like a dark fairy tale. Don't say, well, how educated are you if you believe in that kind of hocus pocus?
See, that's what they do. That's what they do. You can say, I have three PhDs. Well, you're still stupid. Because if you believe there's a God in heaven and he's, all these things are true, you must be a dumbbell. I want to tell you right now, I'd rather believe this word right here than anything the devil offers me. I'm going to give myself to the kingdom of God. For it is all too true. And the world plan of Antichrist is on its way. He knows no one will be able to escape his grip. Because they must eat, they must drive cars, they must buy gas. So they will have to surrender. Not until Jesus comes to deliver Israel will his grip be let loose. And then, of course, then he's cast into the lake of fire. And I'm telling you, church, it's not going to be long. It won't be long. Remember that old song? It won't be long till we'll be leaving here. Remember that? I remember that song. I don't, we hardly hear songs about the coming of the Lord anymore. It won't be long till I'll be leaving here. Hallelujah. Soon I'll be leaving. Come and go with me, the song says. Isn't that an old song? I know it's John 14 and 1, but isn't that an old song? Come and go with me to my father's house. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember that? Anybody remember Jesus is coming? It is time to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Number 10, let's close with this. What about the rise and roll and the fall of Russia and of China? How can you deny this? Now let's look at the map. There's the arrow. I put that there myself. The, I, the map, I don't know. I've just found the map. And there's Moscow, if you can see it. There's Jerusalem. Now let's read the scripture. I am against the Ogog. That's Gog with two G's in it. Gog. Now Gog is a leader of Russia. We don't know why they're named Gog. I've, I've often asked uh, people. I've talked about it. Uh, I've, I've tried to figure it out through the Hebrew. The word Gog is a very uh, interesting word. But, but my point is it, it doesn't really matter because in the end it's the name of a Russian leader. I am against the Ogog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Now, if you're wondering who these are, Meshach is Moscow. It's the ancient word for Moscow, which I drew the arrow to. Oh, I feel the Lord right now. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him for just a moment. Lord, our world is shaping up, oh God. And, and we, we think about it and we, we talk about it, but our hearts, we hardly know what to make of it, Lord, because we want to be ready. We want our family to be ready. Tubal is to... Tobol, Tobolsk, I think, uh, I guess that's how you would say it, Tobolsk, uh, which is the, the capital of Siberia. It's actually listed here in the Bible, in, in Ezekiel 38. And he says, Gog is the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Tubal meaning Tobolsk, that's the ancient name for Tobolsk. In that day when my people Israel dwell safely, and thou shalt come from thy place out of the north, a mighty army. Well, the only thing that has a mighty army north, unless you're going to go to the North Pole, the only thing north of Jerusalem that has a mighty army is Russia. And of course, 
We know it's Russia because Meshach means Moscow, so we don't have to go very far. So the leader, notice this invader of Israel defies the Antichrist. Now, folks, we're almost done. I want us to pray. Bow your heads with me right now. Father, I know there's a lot of things we're saying tonight that we don't hear very often. And sometimes it's hard for us to let it soak in. But I pray that our hearts will be completely drenched with the anointing of the Lord. I pray for, for your blessing right now upon us in Jesus' name. So the invader Russia will come against Israel in defiance of Antichrist. How do I know that? Because I just read verse 14. And in that day when my people Israel shall dwell safely. They're, they're, all, they're in the middle of this peace treaty with the Antichrist. And God is going to bring judgment upon nations and Russia is going to be one of them. The United States is not going to escape. Folks, how many knows that uh, your sins will find you out? There's no such thing as living in sin and it not having its impact on your life. And America's day is coming. America's going to have to answer to God. Let's pray for our nation right now. Father, I know there's all kinds of stuff going on in our world, but the most important thing that's going on is what the Holy Ghost is doing. And I pray that you will bring our minds and our hearts to, to, to grasp the Word of God in our hearts, Lord, to believe the things of God. And we give you praise. So Israel will be unsuspecting and this great army will come down around the Black Sea and into the Muslim countries. Of course, the Muslim countries are specifically called Magog. That's what the Bible calls that, those groups of Muslims that are connected very closely to Russia. Verse 14 says, from thy place out of the north. So there's the map. And there's Moscow. And there's Meshach in verse 3. God knows everything. He knows everything including your future. Let's stand. He knows your future. And he's calling to your heart today. This is not just a time to say, well, that's a Bible study. Yes, it's a Bible study, but it's also a call of the Holy Ghost. Could you lift your hands with me right now and let's pray for those who are heeding and listening to the word of the Lord tonight. Lord, you are in charge of our future and you are speaking to our hearts now. And we ask you, Lord, help us not to just barely escape, but Lord, you can give us abundant life. You can give, not, not just to get out of this old world that's in trouble, but you can give us life everlasting and abundant life. And that's what I pray for every listener of this message today. Bring abundant life. Lord, let the Spirit, you say, I came to give life and that more abundantly. Lord, I praise you because every moment we live until the rapture can be joyous and filled with your will. No matter what we face, we can know you, Lord. You know everything. Hallelujah and we praise you God you're going to lift us up when we fall and Lord you're going to give us while, while uh, Gog and Magog and all of the nations of the earth will face their God we know the God that made us and we are surrendering ourselves 
to you and we praise you for it in the name of Jesus. Can you clap your hands and let's say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ten undeniable prophecies that are taking place throughout our world. Let's bow our heads. Father, right now, I pray that we will see the value of your word more and more, that we will not let dust collect on our Bibles. Let us love the word. Bless the church, Lord. These are hard times, and some are very, very stressed by what is happening, but I pray that you will give us the greatest move of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The greatest move of God that we've ever had. Our children, Lord, that they can know that we are that we are truly living an abundant life and that we're not fearful lord yes we don't want anybody to be harmed by covid but we're not fearful of what this world can do but we are trusting you for our future and for our faith and for our families and we thank you for it. And everyone said amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So there you go. 